Welcome to the Powered by Age, Age-Friendly City Zoomcast, reality-style podcast. We are movers and shakers, shaking up the old notion of silent, helpless, invisible seniors. This is a new series of podcasts funded by the City of Vancouver and the 411 Senior Center Society. As PBA AFC ambassadors, we raise awareness, share our original stories and poems, inform, advocate, and involve seniors in discussing important social issues. In short, these podcasts will help us, you, in creating an age-friendly city for Vancouver today, tomorrow the world. You can hear us everywhere podcasts are heard. So hello, welcome to Powered by Age, our podcast creation program on September the 17th, a lucky day. <laughs> this is a day in September where people are looking at uh, saying goodbye to summer, maybe sadly, and hello to autumn with some gladness that more things are opening up, including our creative expression. Today, our theme is creativity and health. We're going to have uh, some interesting infographics. Robin's going to lead some um, discussions around these different infographics. And Adele is going to give us a creative example of poetry and memory, poetry and creativity. Uh, Adele, do you have a time limit for being with us? I know you're doing several things today. You're muted. <laughs> um, I have to be off by like one. 30, 140, because I'm, I'm, I have to go back to TIFF. Okay. She's so I have the, like another 20 minutes. The Toronto International Film Festival, another thing that had to go remote. So, okay. So at this time, we'll do what we usually do. Have you introduce yourself with your 15 seconds of frame. And if you have a September adjective, you can share it. So we'll start with you, Judith. Hi, I'm Judith. I'm a member of 411 Senior Center and the Powered by Age podcast, podcasting group. And September, well, I'm looking forward to the rain. Hmm. Okay. This weekend, but, but we'll, we'll put brackets around that. <laughs> okay, Leslie? Yes, I'm Leslie Hebert. I live in New Westminster. Um, I'm a member of Century House. Uh, I'm an online ESL teacher and I write short stories, flash fiction, poetry, and I'm currently working on a travel memoir. Uh, September adjective, fruitful. Nice. <laughs> Delicious. Uh, <laughs> Sylvie? You're muted. I'm Sylvia Anderson. I'm a member of the West End Seniors Network. I'm currently engaged in two online courses, one at SFU regarding ecology and culture, and the other at U of A um, about Indigenous Canada. Interesting. Um, Luke? Yeah, I mean, my uh, my September adjective is, oh, I don't know, just feel a little lethargic with all the smoke in the air. And uh, I was reading a 
it says it's equivalent to smoking like 10 cigarettes a day or something right now. And that's just boggles my mind. Yeah. That people could live in this type of air quality all the time. And we're one of the healthiest cities and we've got the third worst pollution from getting all the smoke from all the other states. Uh, Robin? Hi, everyone. Um, my, my activities lately have just been uh, playing catch up because I've been uh, away for uh, the past few weeks and my adjective for September so far is sad. All right. And sad? Sad. Oh. Yeah. Sad? Oh. <laughs> My grandmother passed away at the end of August, so oh. I'm. Uh, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm sad. sad. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So sorry to hear that. Yeah. Thanks. Well, we hope we can bring some joy into your life. Raise the sad. Uh, Adele. Hi, I'm Adele. My September is very busy. <laughs> I'm juggling a full-time concussion program with uh, film festivals and like my other obligations. So there's, I have a lot on my plate. I'm really tired, but I'm pulling through and I feel like it's going to make me stronger. So that's what's important. Um, and my adjective is pace, pacing. That's something that I'm like trying to do. And I'm Charlotte, I'm a poet and a health educator. And my September adjective is celebration. It's my birthday month and <laughs> it's birthday. also grandparents month. So double celebrations. <laughs> okay, so today our, our theme is creativity and health. And it's so wonderful to live in a country where Canada has encouraged people to be healthy and has, with the uh, Canada Creative Days, uh, encouraged every province to have activities that people can do, not just for the three days that they used to do it, but all the way from September 25th to October 25th. And so I thought we could kind of weigh in and think about and reflect on, first, some of the ways that um, creativity or art benefits the whole body. So Luke will put up that infographic first. Right now? Yes. Yep. That was the, the whole body one? Yes. Lost it. I lost Zoom. Where is it? <laughs> it's down there. <laughs> uh, oh, here we are. <laughs> when I went to share screen a while ago, I lost myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so why art and you uh, around the aging process, participation in art is linked with improving cognitive function and memory. It also in reduces common symptoms of dementia. 
for the brain, it strengthens problem solving and critical thinking skills. Pleasure, imagine that, we get some pleasure from creativity. 10% increase in blood flow to the brain, especially in the pleasure centers. A similar rea reaction to falling in love. Good thing for September. Uh, stress, creative activities contribute toward reducing stress and depression. In our joints, imagine we might have an alternative to all of those uh, brain altering things that are prescribed for pain in the joints. When you're involved with rheumatic arthritis, you are involved with loss and sometimes despair, but it's a good balance. It's life giving for giving you an, an opportunity to play and it can be mediated. It's meditation. <laughs> so art was born from the soul in the dust of everyday life. That's a quote from Picasso. And for the heart, art is a form of distraction, and distraction may help reduce stress, anxiety, and depression, as well as manage pain, lower blood pressure, etc. So around that, we'll ask Robin if you want to facilitate maybe about five minutes of questions from that, but then we're going to have a creative demonstration from Robin on uh, poetry and memory, poetry and how it helps the body feel. Sorry, am I doing the poetry and, and body or Adele? Uh, how are we doing with time? I think she can do the example and then you can foster just the discussion around how art helps your whole body. Yeah. Um, I know that there's a lot of writers uh, in, in the group. Um, and so I'm really curious to know from, from you how you recognize your, your body changing when you write or when you do whatever the, the creative activity is that, uh, that, that, you, take, that you take on. Um, you know, if you feel it in your heart, or if you feel it in your brain relaxing, if you feel your your stress levels reacting, what what is your what is your sense? Judith, Leslie, Sylvie. Yeah, so um, I'll I'll start. Um, yeah, for me, I suppose the most creative. Um, sort of activity I have has to do with words. I won't say it's writing, although I do and I have a little bit, but it's quite sporadic. I don't have um, what real writers call a practice. I don't have a daily practice of that. But um, throughout my life, I always with the words, always I will uh, for relaxation read dictionaries, I'm a crossword puzzle fanatic. I do them daily. And the sense I get from an activity like that, because it um, requires extreme focus for me. And I can't tell you what my feelings are because for me, when I, I'm in the zone, 
it's like time is suspended and I'm just so focused on what I'm doing. Um, that that's it. Time is just suspended. I have I, hours can go by, and I when I come to, when I reawaken, I I am surprised that you know how long I've I've been there and, and spent. Uh, writing can have that effect on me, but as I say, it's not. Um, it's not. I I don't do it often enough to have the same effect. So I would say, for my um, my crossword puzzles. Um, but I am looking forward to exploring a bit more one of the courses that I'm doing, the ecology and, and culture one, um, requires me to make um, an art piece from, from something I find outside. So I haven't done that since primary school. So, um, so there we go. I, I'm looking forward to that. Goodness knows what it will end up looking like, but I'll bring it in. You can have a look. <laughs> you can have a laugh if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> we won't yeah. laugh, but we would love to see it. Oh, you can laugh. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's great, Sylvia. I think that's the that's the meditative aspect of it. Yeah. Um, and I've got, I find that I like crossword puzzles as well, but um, I also, when I do different kinds of uh, crafts and artsy kind of things, I was uh, making greeting cards from pressed flowers and uh just you know playing around with the flowers and making the arrangement on the page and you know just that whole physical involvement that was something where time would just pass and you know i was so focused on these little beautiful little things you know um writing i get the same sense of because but writing's much more mental um I find with writing, I'm always sort of figuring things out in my head. And as the words go on the page, is that how they go? Um, and I'm making mental connections. And I think that idea of playing with words, I think, is something probably that helps prevent dementia. Because I know one of the first signs of dementia is you start to forget words, right? Yeah. So I think that's very important. Also, other artistic activities. Dance is very good physically, right? So, yeah, so there are a lot of aspects to this. Yeah, it's just, uh, I think, uh, quite a rich topic, actually. I actually agree with you guys on that, too. Like, the way that I process is, I don't really, I feel like when I'm reading, I don't really, like, read. I'm just looking for something. I'm looking mm. for mm -hmm. words. I'm looking for phrases. I'm looking for something that's going to inspire me. So, usually when I'm, like, going through books, I, like, I, I will write whatever stands out to me. But I mostly, I feel like I like to scan through and find the words that I'm looking for. And whenever, and, like, also, I'm a writer, but I don't write, I don't have a daily practice either. It's mostly just looking for words. So I just go on the internet and find words. And that's the only way I can prompt myself to begin something. Otherwise, mm -hmm. like, it's hard to know what the, like, what words you want to use. I don't know. It's a complicated, like, way to do things, you know, because some people, you could, it's just be easier just to sit down and go through and, and write it. But it's like, no, I want to find the words that I need. So it's really interesting. I was just doing that this morning for, like, my concussion classes. I was just like going through and uh, practicing my scanning and trying to like pick up information while I'm like going through books. So it was really cool that you uh, had mentioned that, but I've never tried the, cro the like those uh, crosswords or things like that. I've always liked them, but I've never gotten into it. So I'm inspired by that. Okay. <laughs> How do you find Adele, the creative arts help you with your uh, concussion program or healing? Well, uh, 
some people, when you get into the concussion program and they're not really in a creative industry, they don't know really what to do with themselves, you know? So they're not as cognitive or they're not like, uh, I'm not cognitive, but I'm saying that they're not like pushing themselves as much. As an artist, you can't really stop no matter what. Like you can't stop creating, you can't stop like doing like those initial, th those things that come naturally to you. Is it, so it's all, you're, you're readapting and like your neurons are continuing to build new ways, like new pathways, because mm -hmm. you, you need another way to do it. You know, like that's a, the, the thing about artists, especially if you've got ADHD or ADD or whatever part of things that, that come with being an artist, you know, you can't sit and just like relax. You know, if your brain's continuously ongoing and your brain's like, well, I can't stop, but how can I find shortcuts now that we're broken a little bit, right? So it's like continuously trying to fix itself. So I think that that's what I've learned um, through my concussion rehabilitation. Like, and also speaking to some of the people that are in the program, you know, a lot of people are, uh, have a lot of a fear or uncertainty or like, you know, trying to like not understand how they're going to get better. And they don't have like as much of like this yearning where it's like by hell or high water, I'm out. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, and so it's just been uh, really interesting to dissect how, you know, being a creative individual is allowing me to be able to do my cognitive exercises without actually noticing, you know, your brain doesn't, you can't tell your brain what to do, but if you're like making it interesting for yourself, it's easier for you to go through those things. So like, I can't do worksheets. I can't like, I don't like getting handouts. You know, I, I like just to multitask and do my own thing while I'm in school. And so when I'm in this concussion program, it's nice that they give me the freedom to, to find my own way of getting better, you know, and just supporting, uh, and just supporting me in it. Uh, because if they had tried to force a certain way of like recovering my memory, um, I don't think I would have adapted well to it. And I don't think that it would have worked for me if they are trying the traditional way and not allowing my, my creativity to lead me. Um, but yeah, it's been really nice. Like being, being creative also allows for you to have this like uh, objective view of yourself. You know what I mean? Where you could just like watch, you kind of watch how you do things, right? And so you're a lot more self-aware um, as an artist about like the way that you do things and so when you have a concussion you notice oh okay i can't do that anymore oh like you just you have you just aware right away and i think that that self-awareness is really like essential uh in recovery because you know what where to start and what and like what to work on um but having a concussion has been also really limiting because i have all these ideas but i cannot sit and write for hours and i also i can't really get into my creative spells at all because of my concussion and I, since I have such limited energy, like I can't get into those 10 hour creative spurts, you know? And so that's been really difficult for me, but I feel like my brain has adapted and I chose like to use like the left side more, you know? And so I noticed myself now, like before when I was in um, looking at getting into the creative industry, cause I would do production, directing and producing. Um, initially before I got my concussion, I was interested in ideas. And I always end exploring them. But uh, now, like this part of my concussion, I've noticed that I'm looking for structure, right? And so I'm really interested in like the business elements and like looking at the way things function, the way that things work, you know, and trying to find ways to like, trying to find systems instead of, you know, having just like an openness just because you, yeah. And so I think that those are some of the uh, things that I've learned from my concussion. Like I've also got a really intense light sensitivity um, that I've been battling with the last nine months. 
So I noticed that my eyes have given my, like have allowed my ears to, to take over as a, as a dominant feature. You know how like usually your eyes are, the lead, are leading everything. But when I like got my photophobia, I had to ride the buses and sky trains with my eyes closed. So I had to, so I readapted and I've been using my ears more and listening. Right. And so now when I'm like in a conversation, I'm not looking at somebody anymore. I'm like putting my ears in just to listen because my eyes get sore too easily. Right. <laughs> and so there's like all these like things that come and you get disabled in some way by like certain concussions uh, or certain whatever you go through. And so I think that this is what I've noticed in my recovery journey. I'm like almost like 10 months post concussion now or nine months. So, yeah. That's I want to make I want to make sure that we can hear from Judith before um, we run out of time and don't get to do the poetry exercise. Is there okay. something that you want to contribute to the, the, the how making art makes you feel, Judith? I'm way off in left field or something. I, uh, I have recently invested in tuning forks and they create a vibrational sound that uh, he's into brain waves. So this is, do you want to hear one? Yes. Would you like yeah. Okay. This, this is gamma. Can you oh, hear binaurals. that? Binaurals. Binaural beats. I can hear it. You can't Here's. hear it? Can you hear it now? No. Okay, I'll try. It. It's still vibrating, so I have to let it settle. Are these kind of like binaural beats? Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Those are so good. Mm. That's gamma and it's like 40 hertz and it's used in some medical facilities for treating Parkinson's tremors. Very interesting. I don't know if you can hear it. Mm -hmm. but... <laughs> I think I heard a little bit of it. This sort of relates to how music can be very healing yes. as well. Mm. Yes, music exactly. is vibration, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm playing with. I have a whole set of about eight. So they go from uh, alpha, gamma, beta, theta, alpha, etc. All of the different brave brainwave. Do you do them at different times of day or? Uh, I don't think it matters. I haven't found Delta waves are best at night because when, you're, when your brain goes into REM sleep, there's a, your brain waves are at, delta, at a delta as the deep right. sleep. So that's why, that's what it's good, use, good to be used for. So each of the different, like theta, whatever, are uh, different vibrations that your, your mind uses for like i don't know in different states that you're in right exactly yeah so each each state that you're in you have a different vibration that connects with it so if you're trying to activate something in your mind or you're trying to activate yourself into a certain state then you could use those like set those things uh to trigger it in your brain yeah i think one of the things that you touched upon that others touched upon though um judith which is interesting in terms of this conversation is the element of play right and the element of of sort of um discovery and and following what that curiosity is because ultimately that's a generative process 
And I think when we're talking about age and aging and how art can mediate aging or be beneficial to the aging process to remember that we are still generative even though it feels like we're not <laughs> that we're degenerating in some ways um, can really be helpful and uh, and and part of a, a, a healing process in right. all kinds of different ways Speaking yeah, I, uh, of playing, oh, before Adele goes, there's a playing with words, playing with poetry that she had us do. So uh, could you lead us or do that, describe that before you tune off back to TIFF? Uh, which one? The um, bouncing like poem. freestyle poetry? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so we start with a, with a signifier. So somebody, somebody give a word, like a theme or a word. Anybody? Music. Music. Okay. So you say, I would start and say, uh, music makes a heart beat. Music, music makes my Charlotte. Music makes my feet creep and jump down the street. Robin. Music is the bird song. Music is the sunlight. Luke. Music. Music makes the hairs on my arm stand up. Yeah. Tag someone. Music, music is, is community. Music is joy. Well, tag somebody, Pat. Oh, tag? You mean just say their name or what? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Judith? Music is the heartbeat. No. Uh, who else can I do? Uh, Leslie's gone. Who hasn't gone yet? Me. Oh, sorry, Zoe. <laughs> okay. Um, Music is the dance step. M music is the flamenco. Um, mu music is the waltz. Music is uh, the hula. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Try them all. That hasn't gone yet. Pat? Me? Yeah. Okay. I, uh, okay. Music, music can, be, um, can be soothing. Music can be raging. Nice. So yeah, that's kind of like the exercise. Um, usually there's about there's two types. So there's the one where one person says a word and then we bounce around and, and uh, we continue to make a poem out of the word that they made. And there's also another one called freestyle poetry where somebody gives you a prompt. It's kind of like, you know, improv? Mm -hmm. You guys watch improv shows? So pretty much like an improv show, but with poetry instead of with acting, right? So you just make up a poem. So I'll give you an example. Okay, Charlotte, give me some, give me a prompt. The green bear laughed. Yeah. The green bear laughed. The green bear howled. The green bear walked around and everybody stared. At which point did he turn green or is it just because everybody thinks he's really mean? I don't know. You tell me because he's just, I am that little green bear. 
mayor of what town i don't know but i think i'm a part of the crazy town so that's like a, a wow. how it's called that's improv poetry so you just pretty much like get a, a a theme and you just make something up and it could be just like a few lines and it's fun and at least time you get into an awkward situation or like for example when i had the premiere which and charlotte came to perform at my event um we the lights all went out and we lost like um our uh, technology for a second and so we just awkwardly had to stand there i was like okay uh, what can we do and so it's just a fun game to pull out if you're ever in a tough bind but <laughs> that's it guys <laughs> Yeah, I found this too. It's like a massage for the brain. I used to be really fearful because I would hear people do free, freestyle rap and I thought, I can't think that fast. But when you don't think about it and you just give permission, different parts of the brain start giving you, you know, words or phrases. So it's, it's quite a... It's, yeah. Rely on yourself and like have faith in what you know, right? You've had all, you have like, you've been sitting on poetry or you're writing for so long you know so it's just sitting in your in a memory bank and all you have to do is just be like oh yeah what do i remember for my life and how does this it's just pretty much like making a relationship with the topic so i mean a lot of you are writers right so and a lot of you search for words and so pretty much you look you're you're using that same mental process of searching for your words and how they relate so you can make this interesting for people to hear it and it's a fun it's a fun brain exercise and i know it's helped me with my memory because i i lose words sometimes and i'm like wait what but at least I know how to make a relationship to that word. So at least I'm keeping that connection alive, you know? So um, it kind of sucks that I have to be like doing this at like 22, you know, but um, it's still a nice thing. So like, at least I can always practice my, my, uh, my trauma and my memory. And it's a lot, it's fun and it's, it's a creative thing to do, right? So, yeah. <laughs> it, it's well, quite, guys. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, um, quite, uh, interesting about creativity itself because I, I would I, I mean some people will disagree with me and some people have disagreed with me but I think um, creativity which we we associate with the arts you know with music and and writing and and that sort of thing is is more than that and to pick up on your um, your thread, um, Adele, about developing the left brain, about structures, that also is creative. I think problem solving is creative. When you can just allow yourself to brainstorm and, if, and say, well, if this, if this isn't working, what could work? What are the alternatives? So I think as well as art, there are many more um, creative outlets. For example, I think um, Judith with the tuning forks is experimentation. It's curiosity. Mm -hmm. She wants mm -hmm. to know what will happen. What will happen if I try this or what will happen? Mm -hmm. And um, so curiosity was one of Robin's words that I, that I picked up on too. That um, That's really at the, that's the fundamental um, uh, I, I don't know. It, it's fundamental to um, creativity. Is, is I, this I agree. Um, I agree with you 100%. Like, uh, what's it called? Even today in my concussion classes, we were, we were like having doing brain anatomy and looking at what, what each parts of your brain do and what it does. And it's the truth, like um, real, like creative, for example, I study like geniuses and poly polymaths. You know what polymaths are? Um, and so they're looking at the way that their brains function and their ability to not only be creative but also make connections and 
um, have an understanding of uh, what's being able to structure things, you know, like Jordan Peterson in psychology, it says like making order out of chaos and then also making chaos out of order and having that ability to do both is what kind of like sets the different minds apart and what's like, a, what would, you know, signify a genius versus a, you know, so there's like a lot of levels to it. And about also the way that your, your two parts of your brain communicate with one another also indicates like your level of creativity, but it's curiosity that is the most important part because if you're not curious, you don't, then why, why do you go searching for something or why do you go and look for things, right? That's that idea of questioning uh, a question, right? So I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, guys, another... okay, thank you so much for stopping by. Enjoy the Thanks, Toronto Adele. International Film Festival yeah. remotely. <laughs> Thank you. It's nice to see you guys again. And um, hopefully when things like slow down, I can come to more Thursday things. But, you know, but I got I'll see you guys again soon. All right. Bye. 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 That brings up Luke, our, our next one. Um, Canada Creative Activities. Canadians Creative Activities. Which image was that? Sorry, that was uh... creative activities. Um, oh, habits of creative people. No, it's the one before that one. It's got how Canadians. I don't have that one. I don't ha I don't see it in the inbox here. Hold on. Well, maybe while Luke is looking for what is lost in the <laughs> in the technological void, there, um, one of the things that I'm I'm curious about uh, from the the last sort of group of of conversation is this idea of creativity and how a lot of us have had creativity kind of um discouraged out of us in in some ways um and even if we feel like we have creative talent or a creative uh, lens on, on one hand, you know, if we're a writer, we might not think that we're a very good painter. Um, are there, are there ways that you throw caution to the wind and just make it anyways? You know, what do you, what do you do to, to turn off that critical voice? In, in your head to, to just create and follow the follow the creative process. I, think, uh, I, I can speak to that. Um, well, and then you're next, Sylvie. Oh, I'm sorry. No, nope, go, 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 go. Okay. Um, for me, it, was, it wasn't a matter of thinking about being creative. It's just things that I've done in my life that what I've done for 30, 40 years is I've, I've uh, created concerts, events, tours, did a lot of stuff because on impulse, not because I thought, boy, aren't I creative, but because 
I just sort of did things by the seat of my pants, really. And, but I've been around a lot of artists and people as a result of all that, but I've always felt lacking of being creative. And then someone pointed it out and I had to stop and think and, and saying, this is my creativity. This is what I do. I have been doing and I do. And I brought a lot of people together. There are many, many women in particular women who have been um, exposed to a larger uh, audience because of the things that I put on, concerts and so on like that. So for me, it was expanding what I, looking at the word creativity a little bit differently than, than um, I think it normally is used because you're always, creativity, people think of painting and writing and music and all that stuff. So yeah, that's, that's, that's all I had to say. I like that expansion of the, the idea of what creativity can be. Yeah. yeah. So bringing the, something that from nowhere, from like from the seat of your pants, you brought it into being. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is creativity. It's making something from nothing, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I think that um, getting old helped me because uh, really, basically, I don't care that much anymore what people mm. think about me or, you know, so I'll give it a go. Hence the hula lessons. I mean, can you picture it? Can you actually picture it? Um, so, um, but that's it. I really, I really now um, I'm less concerned about um, will, will this help me in my career? Um, and what will people say? I'm, I'm more concerned about um, following my own instinct and my own um, what I want to do just because, for no other reason than that, just because. So yeah, I've, uh, my, my parents were great ballroom dancers and um, they loved it so very, very much. Um, and I, I've never been interested myself up until this point, but I do like dance. I've discovered I do, I do like dance. And so I've tried that a little bit too. Um, and uh, it's great fun. A ballet. I tried ballet. For goodness sakes. Um, yeah, it's 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 great fun, and I I think that's more than taking myself so seriously, um, you know, about other endeavors. It's just about having fun. I think you I think you said that, Leslie, right at the beginning, you, mm -hmm. with your dried flowers and things. That um, it was it was just fun to do. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. So getting old helped, right? I think the thing of the habits of uh, creative people. This one there? Yes. Habits of highly creative people. You see, the first one, uh, just start something, what you did, Pat. Uh, a second, get your, first, get your first ideas out in a tangible way. You let people see them. Uh, three, perfect your ideas through trial and error. If you don't try, can't fail. Enjoy the process of your project. Five, don't overthink or judge yourself. Six, explore your curiosities. We talked about several people mentioned curiosity, the value of being curious. Seven, give yourself time to play at the beginning of a project. Um, 
sometimes, you know, if you've had music lessons or something where people made it so serious, uh, you didn't think of, of playing it, but highly creative people give themselves some time to play. Eight, write down every idea, don't let them get away. Nine, read a great book, something that challenges you. 10, build a reservoir of ideas and inspirations. 11, stay true to your creative vision. And 12, make time for what you love. So Robin, you can check on think, thoughts about that. Uh, such a great list of things that we can hang on our fridge and do uh, or, you know, make sure that we're, we're getting some of those things in. Um, I guess what I can't get out of my mind is the idea of, um, you know, I loved Sylvie when you said that getting old um, it has actually helped your creativity because you, you kind of throw caution to the wind now and just will try, try anything. And what that reminded me of um, is, the, the notion of sort of dancing or, or, you know, living to the beat of our own drum mm. and, and how, how that is also so incredibly liberating and artful in itself because it, it really kind of shines out our individuality and so I'm, I'm, I'm interested to, to know about how you understand your individuality through your creative processes um, and what that tells you about your unique voice, your unique self, um, your soul's purpose, whatever that whatever that language is that, that makes sense to, to you. Um, yeah, what's, what's your sense about, about that? I find the, uh, just point number one on that chart applies for me just in other aspects of life too. If I have so many things on the go, Sometimes it's hard to prioritize them or, or know where to start, but if you just start doing something, it can often lead to something else and something else, and it can help you find focus. Um, yeah. Speaking of focus, writing things down over these months, I used to do like one notebook and it would go for six months or so. And I've got six notebooks because I've been writing ideas down and now I'm trying to focus on, okay, these ideas are for the podcast program. <laughs> these ideas are for poetry. And uh, yeah, finding focus is, but, but putting it down is good because at least that part of your brain that wants to know that you acknowledged what it was thinking of or what it wanted to escape out of the box and do that you've put it down somewhere. Mm. What a wonderful pro a problem to have, though, Charlotte, that you've got all of these, that you've got too many ideas, you fill mm. up three books full. So that's, that's, a great, that's a great problem to have, right? So. How long do you keep your notebooks for, Charlotte? 
Well, one used to go from, like I said, from what I had done from September to January, I would look at. But now I'm, I'm sometimes at three o'clock in the morning looking at the notes that I made back at the beginning of, of uh, our shut-in and saying, oh, but I didn't get this done or, <laughs> or uh, carrying them over. So the notes seem to be having babies, but I'm, I'm bringing them together because looking at just looking at the uh, Canada Days, Culture Canada, and seeing all the things that people are doing, it's that, yes, it is possible. Because I think we're taught maybe from, from, from childhood or you know maybe as part of our education, focus on one thing. And so I did so much of my life focused on health, focused on healing and nutrition, and almost that second-handed thing, left-hand slap people would give me of saying, Oh, you're creative, as if creative didn't take the amount of time as the academic or other stuff. So me too, with getting older or old, I write my poems. I don't follow iambic pentameter, whatever and however <laughs> the poem wants to express itself, uh, whether as a poem or as a poetic event, I do it. <laughs> Leslie, do you feel pulled, do you ever feel people kind of were pushing you more around you should teach or whatever, rather than looking at the, all the creative work you've done? Um, actually, as I've got older, and I'd agree with Sylvia here that getting older kind of releases you from other people's expectations quite often. Um, I actually was an office worker until I was 50, and I decided I'd had enough of this drudgery. And I went back to SFU and I got my degree in English and my TESOL certificate and yeah. took a lot of flack from my family for this. That, you know, I was earning good money. Why did I want to do this? But it wasn't creative. I, I had this creative urge, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I found that teaching ESL was a great creative outlet. Um, and then since then, I've got into writing and poetry. And, uh, you know, it's been in spite of other people lots of times. It's been following that inner voice. You know, oh, and, yeah. And giving honor to the inner voice. It's like finding an algorithm of your own. Mm -hmm. and, and, yeah, finding your algorithm. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I actually hmm, uh, was uh, involved in a, a group that was working with the Artist Way. I don't know if any of you are familiar with that. But uh, a lot of the practice involved journaling, writing three pages every day. And it didn't matter what was what it was, just blurted it all out. It didn't matter if it was nonsense, just keep writing. And that was a great way to get in touch with my inner voice. Which I don't do that so much anymore because I'm doing so much other writing that it just seems superfluous right now, but yeah. I think it was interesting that you mentioned algorithms. Can you explain more about that? I don't know if I can, but I think what I think of when I think of algorithms is that throughout my life, in dealing with my mother in particular, there, there was a certain 
connection with algorithms and the way we were interacting. So I would I went back to school to study math and algebra. And I gotten into the section on algorithms and it came up again. So at different points in my life, these rhythms or algorithms would present to me in order for me to deal with and come to terms with. And I don't know that I really succeeded, but I'm still working on it. So I have certain algorithms in my personality that I see. And so I'm trying to own them and bust past them. So you're tonight recognizing patterns in your behavior? And behavior and interactions and mm -hmm. it was like there was a certain rhythm that my interactions had with my mother. Mm -hmm. And um, it was really difficult. So so, uh, yeah, uh, anyway, sorry. Yeah, so lots of things can be expressed mathematically and creatively, right? Right. Like, again, it's this connection. Right, and it was also like, it reminded me of a music theme, like, or a poetry theme that would surface at different times of my life mm. and yeah yeah and I think in terms of music it's called a leitmotif that it's a recurring mm. rhythm you know it's a recurring air or tune or a pattern of notes exactly exactly yeah that's re that's really interesting as a, I I've never thought about um, in terms of like sound like that, uh, I, I see patterns. I mean, patterns, and I think what you are describing in, in, in somewhat different terms is are these patterns that we yes. say patterns of behavior, which is a visual thing. Um, so, so to describe it um, sort of in terms of sound is that's uh, quite a new new thought for me. I hadn't I hadn't really thought of, about it that way before so thank like, you thank you yeah it's this is an interesting discussion because we're bringing different points of view to the same topic and we're, we're looking at the same topic you know from many different perspectives right and right. yeah actually so so at some points we would have a very harmonic relationship and other times we would have a very unharmonic mm. uh, relation yeah i think there's a feeling tone to those relationships because as you're describing it you know i'm thinking of patterns with my children or patterns with my daughter and exactly, exactly. the discord and when it feels really good yeah. you know there's it's, it's something i hadn't really thought about it like a, 
a pattern, but yeah, there's something that feels like, oh, you know, that tune is playing. Uh, Claude, Claude Levi Strauss wrote about it as in um, musical themes in his writings, but I abandoned that. I didn't pursue that because he'd written about it already. So I didn't know whether I was mm, walking a well-trod road. But you're walking that well-tread road from your own perspective. That's true. Very good. And so. you could take that idea further or, or lead it down a different path. Yes, it, I, it, um, it's a part of a, some poetry that I want to write. Mm. Go for it, Judith. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It strikes me that um, the idea of, you know, these, these patterns and these algorithms and, and the ways that art practice or creative practice can bring those into focus also um, to, to help us identify where they happen in our lives sometimes, but also to, to be able to navigate our way through them in some ways. Yeah. Also, um, art and creativity and, and the practice of, of being creative can really uh, be able to, to help us. Yeah. Um, somewhere on this chart in the teeny tiny writing that I can't even read with my glasses on, um, I think it says something about um, meditation and that there's something, um, you know, meditative about that and art and meditation get you into the zone, which is, you know, part of where the conversation started at the very beginning. I think, Sylvie, you, you had mentioned that, you know, when you're in that, that place of, of being generative and being creative um, and allowing your mind to just, you know, sort of process um, that we can get lost in the zone. And uh, isn't that the beauty of being creative in general? Yeah, and then that the meditation helps bring focus too, because if you sit with a particular idea or sit with a particular thought for a while, then it, it finds its place or is able to take root and you don't feel confused. Also in meditation, there's a zone and it's in the alpha wavelength. Hmm. So it, it makes me think too about what uh, Pat said when you are thinking this, I, I hear people talk about left brain, right brain integration, but I don't ascribe to it. It's, it's like sometimes my brain is here and sometimes it's over there. So if that's the left or the right. But the thing that you were saying about processes, that's, that there's a feeling tone that you had when you were doing the process of creating events and pro connecting people to each other. And so that feeling tone then can also you might be something that you have while you're painting something or making a meal. So it's very interesting, you know, that you do this seeing a connection between the tone or the musical feel that the body feel that you have when you're bringing something into being, regardless of whether it's a 
a tangible thing or an idea that comes to life. Yeah, right. Thank you, Charlotte. I don't think um, when I'm in that zone that I do get a bodily sensation. I think it's more a sense of oneness, which is, you know, this sort of brings you more to the meditative side of it, right? So um, I'm not aware of my body. If I have aches and pains, I actually forget about them, right? Um, and it's not even a brain activity. It's not even brain-centered. It's, it's like a whole, it's a very holistic thing. Right. That's, I think that's the alpha state. Mm. And that's, I can't remember what the hertz is for that. But this is, this is the tuning fork for alpha. I can try it for you if you like. I don't know if you can hear it. Now, can I'll try. you put it closer to your microphone? I'm trying to figure out exactly where my microphone is so mm -hmm. I can do that for you. There. Oh, I can hear that. Yes. And they set up... Um, It's a uh, entrainment, so one will one tone will vibrate to another tone. And that, I'm sorry, I'm way off in left field. Yeah, well, that would be a good thing, you know, as we go down the road and we look at other topics or things that can be demonstrated. We are looking at ways we we did uh, about three meetings ago. Um, we worked in some movement because as we sit at the number of Zoom and other things that we're doing where we're sitting, it's important to have movement. So there might be movement that people can do. In fact, there's one um, Zoom of a group for their creative days. They had people make a poem, but then they made uh, a structure from the poem, even virtually. I've done this in real things where everybody's touching each other, but uh, they virtually made a structure from a poem. So there might be a, another time of being able to show uh, how the tuning forks are set up and how you would go through using them or maybe be able to experience how one affects the other because there, there, uh, there are new tools that Zoom is giving us that we can use in creating, you know, on our Tuesdays or so we could play with how to do something where you, you could demonstrate it and people would be able to hear it. Um, so that we can put a pin in for a target of one of our upcoming uh, poetry sessions or, or podcast sessions. Um, speaking of upcoming sessions, some of the key things that we are looking at, I'm looking at my calendar, 17th is today. Next week, we are really have had a few people request brain and memory. And there are some people at UBC doing some work in that area. Two or three people have called and given me people's names, but I think maybe the people, everybody in psychology is probably triple booked with the number of emotional psychological problems that are emerging through COVID. But that's a goal uh, through next week. We also are, uh, the following week will be October 1st. And uh, we're going to have some listening parties. We might start earlier. We 
there's a thing that you can do that I want to ask each of you to do with, if you go to Anchor FM, that's where our podcasts are housed, you can subscribe. It doesn't cost you any money to subscribe, but when you subscribe, you have the opportunity to record a message. So you could record a message could have other people record messages and we could play some of those messages. You know how when you hear some of the, well, you'll see it with the virtual award shows. This is Jerry Lewis calling in <laughs> to say how great it is to, you know, hear the PBA podcast. People can leave messages. You can leave a message. Uh, you can also see all of the other places, some of the other places where the podcast is uh, hosted and you can from that anchor.fm powered by age space, you can click on directly into some of those other places, subscribe and leave a comment. When you leave a comment and other people leave comments, that increases, it does trigger an algorithm in in, uh, Google and it raises our profile. So I just would like for each of you that are on here, go to the the, uh, anchor.fm, is it then a backslash loop or just dash anchor.fm then forward slash forward slash powered by age. Yeah. So yeah. Forward slash. Mm-hmm. So you see, you can, from there, you could go on and you could listen on Spotify and then click leave, leave, leave a message. You can record a message. So I thought that's really fun. You know, you can, uh, <laughs> you can't send yourself a voice message, but you can send a message on that spot and you can ask friends to send a message. So it's just another way of building community and it's another way of um, inviting other people because each year this is now going we're going into you know how they have these different things level five level three we're going into level three and we're going to be doing other things with technology there's some ways that we are experimenting with on how to go live with facebook i tried it sunday i was doing a birthday and grandparents day poem it was an absolute comedy because (laughs) i didn't know how to stop my mic and so anyhow it was it, i i said to any of my friends that i told to look at, at my facebook live stop laughing <laughs> i'll just record the poem and play it but there is a way that we'll be practicing so that we can do that on uh, the thursdays during calendar creative days okay robin is saying goodbye to us <laughs> you can unmute and say bye-bye <laughs> I've got to get back to work. Okay, it's, uh, it's calling. Yes, it's see you next time. time. Thank you so much for facilitating our discussion. Thanks for the interesting discussion. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye now. Yeah, so you are among my three most frequent emailers. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> instigators yeah just try that going to the to the site there's there's three or four sites that write from the powered by age that you can touch subscribe to leave comments on and then just ask other people to do it so uh, and then we have the to sylvie an invitation to put something in a newsletter which the say the name of the association the seniors group that we 
is network monthly newsletter they um, advertise they have um, reports from the various programs that are running and um, a schedule of programs uh, reduced these days um, it's very interesting and it's very well done and um, I think it was Anthony who actually um, suggested it to, to Caitlin who puts this these um, newsletters together and offered us to have um, sort of an ongoing blurb in there about the podcast and um, just wanted us to come up with some some wording um, so uh, uh, this kind of information about going to the uh, to the uh, anchor um, as well that kind of thing just to, so that people are constantly reminded um, of the podcast that's happening and if they're interested and if they want to join and, and, and that kind of thing. So. When, when is the, that newsletter coming out? It's, um, it, it's every month at the beginning of the month, first of the month. And um, I asked her when her deadline was for this month. She's going away next week, so it's earlier than I think. Um, she, if, if we want to get it into the October 1st, she needs to know, um, she, she needs to have our copy, I think is the, is the professional term for it, by Friday. Um, otherwise, if, November, for November 1st or thereafter. So. Yeah, I emailed her that I'll send her something for uh, tomorrow. I just okay. had a question with Luke of... of uh, what our, what's the actual link we would give people to our Facebook page and whether Powered by Age has a website that's ready yet or not? Um, yeah, let me, uh, so tomorrow's Friday. Um, yeah, poweredbyage.com should be ready by the time uh, their news article goes out. Um, and Facebook, are we using, do we have our own Facebook page yet? We do, yeah. Facebook.com slash Powered by Age. And we get, we get a little bit of traffic on there. It hasn't really um, blown up, but usually whenever I tag some of our guests in, in the posts, we get better better hits. Yeah, well, in sending people a reminder for next week, I can put in, you know, ask people to let people know that it exists because, you know, maybe everybody in our group doesn't know. And there are a lot of people uh, who were away during September, but also we're telling people to reach out to people in the senior centers because we had just started recruiting when we had to stop. But uh, statistics on senior programs many people just start stay with something for five weeks so we have to continually share and invite other people to join we will have a registration form that i'll be talking with luke about later right now we haven't had a problem with anyone hacking it by just telling people you know our meeting id and password but zoom recommends that that not be put into a newsletter so i think with that little article we'll just tell people, you know, if they want to register uh, to be a part of it weekly, to send an email to me. 
but for friends, somebody that you're telling directly, it's okay to tell that person directly uh, the, the meeting ID number and the password and invite them to especially come next week or the October 1st. We're having a party. <laughs> but after I talk with Marion, I'll have a better idea of whether we're going to connect because we'll still have our one o'clock podcast. They have a webinar they're going to do on housing. It's just to see whether it's going to come into before or after our podcast or not, or whether people would go to two different sites to see it. But those dots will get all <laughs> connected. And you, my most frequent email <laughs> contacts, I'll let you know and you can help spread the word. <laughs> So, thank you guys very much. I've tried not to, honestly. I'm no, it's great. It's beneficial because it stimulates me. It makes me look for things. It gives me sources. So, no, it's it's great. Uh, so, uh, I will see you again on either our poetry on Tuesday night or next Thursday or Tuesday morning. We. Um, Judith has already done a recording from Milton. So we don't have to use that. That was just a rough try. No, it's good. Don't knock down your creativity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I think I asked Luke to just send me the last copy we had of your interview. And there are a few other people that have done interviews uh, that are asking if they would... Um, we need to hear how they sound to see if they can go on the the uh, spinoff this just interviews. Okay, well, sounds good. Sounds good. Alrighty, so take care and have a wonderful <laughs> weekend. Bye bye. Bye. See you later. Bye, Luke. Bye. See you later. See you later. Yeah, bye, Luke. So, Luke, do you have to go back to work right 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 now? I do, yeah, unfortunately. Um, All right. If you can call me tonight, I think the question, how far, how, how many episodes are we up to? I think we're, we have 24 episodes, I think. So is it up to the one that has the, the panel discussion from last week? Uh, no, not yet. I'm going to do a big post today. Okay, because the edit, I, I edited out some of the blubs or whatever from the one that we recorded, but the one that I did, I did, I think I sent you, it said level one ed edit, right at the beginning of that one, I had the introduction to, you know, this is CJSF of a recording of the program, but the recording itself, I had, you know, cleaned up a few places where there are you know, were, were problems, so you could just take it from there. Okay. Because I, I put it in the folder, I think, and it says of the recording of it as, it was a link from CGSF, I think, for my own. Okay, well, thank you so much, and I'll see you next time. <laughs> okay.